across the nation on RadioHarrow.org and on your smart speaker, recorded from a secret bunker in Ealing Broadway. This is a review. Yes, welcome again, one and all. This is David Stone. This is Ian Stone. And this is a review. This is the review show for times in 2020 which have been a bit weird. And boy, have they been great shows. Yes, they have. But guess what? During those great shows, we've been watching absolute tosh. That tosh being the Star Wars prequel trilogy, which we have done how many shows on now, Ian? Five over (laughs) two and a half films. And we're still not done with this prequel trilogy. And yes, today, Universe, you're going to listen to part two of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to get through, Ian. So shall we just go straight into it? Yeah, so um, at the end of the last episode, I seem to remember we um, we saw Obi-Wan Kenobi um, defeating General Grievous. And we saw Anakin um, being confronted with the reality, shockingly, that Senator Palpatine <laughs> is actually evil. Um, <laughs> no way. the Dark Lord. So, <laughs> Anakin goes to see um, Mace Windu, tells him that um, Palpatine's evil. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to be fair to Mace Windu, I, I think he didn't. Uh, he knew that the Chancellor was dodgy, but he didn't realize he was, you know, the most powerful evil being in the universe. <laughs> yeah, because all Jedi are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So Anakin again displays. Um, the, his one characteristic that always get him into trouble, his biggest character flaw, is displayed in this one scene. And do you know what it is, David? That's his constant failure to listen to basic explicit instructions. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. So Mace Windu takes his um, his most trusted Jedi master buddies with him to confront Sidious. So he obviously puts him under arrest and he, you know, says, are you threatening me? And he says, the Senate will decide your fate. We get a famous line, which is, I am the Senate. But then my favourite line (laughs) from the whole film is the way Palpatine says, it's treason then. (laughs) And then ignites his lightsaber. You are loving this film, unlike me. So, Ian, anyway. Well, I love bits of it. I I, I say love it. I feel I need to emphasise a bit of positivity because I don't think the film's as bad as you're making it out to be. Well, well, Um, you're wrong. There are good things to it. Oh, there's always a little good thing, like, even if it's, like, shouldn't shouldn't be a good thing in the film. Well, well, it, it does not outweigh the bad, in my opinion. Anyway, so let's just get to it, Ian. Remember, remember let's, let's cast our minds back to the great fight in the Roman Colosseum that they had in Attack of the Clones. And the, one of the great Jedi masters scaling this 50-foot balcony only to get <laughs> killed, murdered straight away with just one gunshot because he's a useless Jedi, right? So <laughs> Samuel L. and Ian McDermott begin their lightsaber battle and these two useless Jedi die immediately. And then there's like five seconds of action. And then, oh, wait, three die. <laughs> so now it's one on one. There were four Jedi and already we're down to one versus one. So there you yeah. go. 
Poor Kit Fisto. He deserved a more glorious death, but what are you going to do? In a way, it's a bit disappointing, because if you're kind of building up this Dark Lord to be the most powerful being in the universe, hmm. you'd expect like an epic lightsaber duel, but because the reality of this is it's Samuel L. Jackson and Ian, McDemir- Ian Demiramid, whatever, I can't remember how to say his name, um, having a fight, the fact that these are like two fairly old men just waving sticks at each other and then occasionally having their faces CGI'd onto obvious body doubles. Samuel L. Jackson couldn't have been that old in this movie. What is this, like 2005? I think he, so he it's 15 years ago. So he must, I reckon, probably only in his 40s. Mm, I think he was in his 50s. I think he's older than you realise. I will actually say a positive thing about this movie. And it's actually nothing to do with the movie, probably, much like before. Now, Christopher Lee... God, what an elegant, elegant man he was. Rest in peace. He held himself with such grace amongst all of this absolute twaddle in this film, right? And Ewan Ewan McGregor, he went to battle General Grievous, as we said in the last episode of This Is A Review, and did this weird pose, which was a shadow of Christopher Lee. So, my God, was I glad to see Samuel L. Jackson in this film, holding himself with the decorum that Christopher Lee would be proud of. This guy, even though, I mean, like Christopher Lee, him, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, so many actors in this are so above this film, right? They're so above this film. And this guy, just in the way he holds himself, much like Christopher Lee, just proved that in the way he did this scene every movement just oozed (laughs) charisma right so that is my one positive thing about the film out of the way um there's also ian Ian mcdemiramid's like weird um expressions as he was kind of like thrusting wildly as he was battling samuel l jackson i mean his Um, role is quite a hammy role so i mean he did the best yeah and he does a great job he does a great job of it i think um so so we get the scene where he's kind of like pushing back the force lightning and gradually being deformed into the okay. Emperor. Okay, so yeah, he's a bit love. he's a bit stupid here, like everyone else in this movie has to be. Until this point, this guy's actually not been much of an idiot, really, because he's the guy who's sort of you know pulling all the strings, in a sense. But like he's force lightning, and it's being reflected back at him with this lightsaber. So why don't he just stop? You know, use another force. Well, because power. then he's just going. Well, I guess so, but he just loves to use lightning, I guess. He loves to use it <laughs> yeah. so much he melts his own face off. Yeah, great. Well, he doesn't really care about his own face, does he? I mean, he's so evil. <laughs> I don't think. Also, I don't think lightning would do this. What it did to him, to your face? No, it would just. It's not really lightning, though, is it? It's kind of. I guess that that you can like put some wooey kind of like it's magic because it's basically magic isn't it the force yeah it's whatever they have okay, magic fine. powers so fine it, i think it's fine um so then obviously as he's doing this and anakin shows up he starts like manipulating anakin you know putting on his like fake weak old man voice um no he's the traitor so, <laughs> even though like the way he says like anakin the jedi have taken over you know like look that he's trying to attack me it's like but anakin you sent him there. So Anakin, <laughs> no, it's so stupid. But this is partly why I feel like Anakin's actual turn, despite the fact that he's clearly been manipulated through the course of 
this film and and one or two films before now like to be evil like it seems so strange at how like his gradual turn still feels extremely kind of abrupt weirdly i'm not quite sure why that is like so the force lightning stops and, and uh Samuel jackson is about to execute the emperor anakin says he has to stand trial yeah. samuel jackson repeats the line that um the Emperor had repeated earlier in the film, which is he's too dangerous to be left alive, which is... Um, which is stupid, you know, because they could have left him to die on that ship earlier. Well, yeah, but they didn't know he was evil then. Well, they should so, have. You know, they should have, but you know. So, yeah, he, he murders Samuel L. Jackson to death. Bye. Samuel L. Jackson falls out a window. Goodbye. Anyway, suddenly this guy has gone from maybe 20 miles per hour to 100 because now he's just yeah pure pure evil that's now. what that's what's so weird about this so yeah he has a one quick brief moment of regret having chopped off samuel L. jackson's hands i'm, I'm thinking that moment no i'm thinking that moment in anakin's head okay that does make logical sense but he's not that's not going to like because he's done it because no! he thinks oh this is the only no! person who can help me save whoever no 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 G- give me a sec- let me finish <laughs> yeah um but that doesn't then automatically mean he'll suddenly be you know saying kneeling to this man and saying like you are my master yeah. and i buy completely into your ideology going forward despite the fact that anakin you know the, the seeds were planted that he was a bit of you know a fascist but you know <laughs> well we know this yes but the change is... was like bizarrely sudden given given you've had three films of build up for this and you have been in this film you have to its credit been trying to build up his gradual change but then as the change itself is just so sudden and Random, As I said, though, the, yeah. it, the change isn't ever gradual. That's the thing. Like, the guy starts off evil, like, and he's just on one plane of evil. And then suddenly he makes the next step up at the, at the flick of a finger. There's no, there's no in-between on that. That's the problem. What well, I was going to say... Well, there what, are flashes of it, but it's like... The flashes are, like, very ineffectual. I don't know. They don't... They, each... The flashes of the evilness don't play get, into the actual turn it's just, i guess what i'm saying yeah. is there's no slow descent into this it's all a sudden drop is basically what everything is right but what i will say i say what i will say like i'm going to say something positive here i'm not this guy is really upset with himself that he's killed samuel l jackson right but he acts like he's surpri- he's surprised that he is capable of doing this. Let us not forget the number of children he has already massacred. I'm going to go back. Well, to Well, we don't know that yet. No. He, he yes, we do. Sand he ma- people. Oh, he massacred children oh, uh... in that. He massacred loads of children. He knows he's capable of this. So why is he surprised? So yeah. Then, as you say, here's the click of the finger. Suddenly, he's like, "I will do anything you asked." At this point in the film, Ian, I looked at the timestamp on my Disney Plus and realised that we were only just over halfway through in the movie. This. 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 Is a review. Um, so this is a review with Ian Stone and me, David Stone. We're on Revenge of the Sith, and Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen, he's done it. He's completed his journey from brat with Nazi <laughs> ideation to full-on Nazi now. Here we go. This is where he shows he's his not, true evil. 
he's not hiding it anymore. Um, no. But he things, wasn't hiding it before. Unlike... Yeah, that's true. Two thing, quick things on the death of Mace Windu. So um, the, uh, after the Emperor's killed Mace Windu, he has a very extreme orgasmic look on his face, which is slightly <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> that was not the first orgasm he had in this film, as we already said, and he's going to have more later on, which I'll tell you about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, because he's completely masked off now as well, isn't he? It's yeah. like... He was already like 97 on the evil scale. Now he's like 152. Um, he has another hilarious line delivery where he says, once more the Sith will rule the galaxy and we will have peace in the most hilarious way. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great, there was another line where he goes, good. Good. <laughs> at some point <laughs> after reacting so to it, hammy. Hey, it is it's great but i will i will give yeah. him that he also seems to recover immensely quickly from all of that pain from the lightning he just just yeah he just, like, say, he's he's a sadomasochist I guess. <laughs> Ian, I you mentioning him having an orgasm i literally just looked at my na- my next page of notes <laughs> and it says ian mcdermott has another orgasm so there you go <laughs> Yeah. Very weird. Uh, the, the other thing I've noticed is that Palpatine then kind of proceeds to talk about his entire conspiracy and, you know, he, he unloads a lot of information on Anakin. Yeah. And Anakin that never never at one point is like, whoa, wait wait a minute, you mean you were behind that the whole time? And he goes like, go to the Mustafar system once you've done killing all the uh, people in the in the Jedi Temple, because that's where the Separatist leaders are. And he's, like, and he's not like, wait, what? You, huh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> He d- strange well, uh, as i as i pointed out in my notes here he's this is now where where the, the um the chancellor takes over the christopher lee role of narrating the film to us and telling us what's going to happen next and it actually works quite well because it actually lets us know that hayden christensen is the only one who knows what the plot is now because the rest of the jedi are stupid yoda at some point during this realizes he's an idiot he's around he's around the wookies and he gets this sudden oh oh no what a fool i've been yeah like oh so we can psychically yeah. work that out great well done so here's the well, problem i think he's just feeling pain isn't he oh yeah so... oh great great pain here yoda ian mcdermott's having a lovely time with his orgasms and uh yoda is in crippling pain on the other side of the uh the fence so Hayden Christensen is being told to go after his best friend in the world, Ewan McGregor here, to because he is on the Ewan McGregor to the Sith is is a bad guy. He must be destroyed. So yeah. he's like, this guy was so like hesitant when all of the Jedi were saying the Chancellor is uh, not to be trusted, etc. And he was so happy, and he was so he so didn't want to betray the Chancellor. So the guy says, you and McGregor, your friend Obi-Wan, is the enemy. He's like, okay, cool, he's the enemy now. This guy who's supposedly his best friend in the whole world, who's raised him since he was a child, who has taught him everything he knows, and he's fine with the fact that he's just the enemy now. Great logic there. Well done, moron. So, um... sorry sorry just read my next point next note and i've written (laughs) oh boy watch out younglings yeah so darth vader needs a rampage through the temple including 
killing um i mean the only thing they really show is him killing the younglings isn't it yeah so they, they love a bit of child in. murder in this film yeah the the cockney child says oh. in you know classic cockney child acting master skywalker there's too many of them what are we gonna do that's pretty much and, it uh, yeah and because Skywalker then, yeah, that's pretty much it. He ignites his lightsaber. The poor little kid jumps. Those poor Cockney children. Know. It's so jarring. Like, he stood there amongst all these really small children. And, like, it's just like, this guy's about to murder these kids. It's like, it's so... It is quite... Um... Oh, it's awful. I mean, it's just horrible. And then, well, and then yeah. as you said, that kid does that like that little twitch, which in some ways is comical, but in other ways it's just like heartbreaking. Because I know it's a film, but you know what's going to happen here, and it's just yeah. Oh, I felt so sick. So actually, so actually, this the whole Order sixty six kind of um, oh boy, see <laughs> uh, session is is quite. You know, as close as this thing gets to being quite affecting. I mean, a lot of these characters, you know, you don't really see enough of to draw any kind of emotional connection to. But it, mm. it, there is, it is quite well done, um, and quite moving in in its execution. This this scene, yeah. um, you know, when you see like the the troops suddenly stopping following um, weird alien head man and now, then shooting him, um, and like now, the one that I I I found that the most like disturbing in a way was the. Um, the Jedi Master, who's in a space fighter pilot, uh, he's in the um the uh, the Jedi fighter, and his uh, clones just shoot him out of the air, and it must have been like a horrifying, horrifying death. Um, okay, well, so yeah. um, we'll get back to this in a moment, but um, in the next section, I just want to quickly make reference to something that I mentioned in the first part of this review, involving our good old friend Cody. Stay tuned. This. Okay, this is a review. So I'm just going to go straight into it, Ian. So we yeah. were, as we said, we were having um, we were having Hayden Christensen go on his second murdering spree of children in the prequel trilogy. What a happy, fun film this is. Great for all the family. But amongst these scenes, we had... A little interaction with Ewan McGregor and clone trooper, who we now know his name is Cody. I thought, oh, he seems he seems quite pleasant. Now, Order sixty six is declared. Okay, so yeah, Cody. I don't know if it was in this scene or if it was earlier. He was so eager. No, I think it is. It's this very scene, actually. He is so eager to give Ewan McGregor his lightsaber back, which he found, right? And then immediately afterwards gets the order to just turn on him, etc., right? So, yeah. Cody, just lovely, lovely of him to appease me in adding to the overarching subplot of this film which is everyone's moron right why is he so eager to give this lightsaber back if he knows eventually that he is going to be ordered to murder brutally murder this guy right what why is well, he, he doesn't him... know when the order is coming right yeah sure think... but surely you prevent I think the this... order is kind of like 
Yeah, I, you I prevent this he... guy from because he's a he's a you you are like he's your commander being Cody. We're led to believe that these are the troops that um, Obi Wan Kenobi has been in charge of this whole time, right? So this guy knows what a lethal threat he is, right? And he knows this order can come at any time. So if he sees that this guy has dropped his lightsaber, surely the thing you want to do is to keep it away from him because if this guy is going to defend himself against you, you are bloody toast, mate. And guess what? That's exactly what happens. Yeah, I think... I don't know if, like... It's not really explained, but I don't know if, like, the Order 66 is something that's kind of, like... They have to um, obey it no matter what, because it's kind of, like, genetically coded into their um, DNA or something. As well, I don't think so, because it just says, execute Order 66, and they're just, like, understood. And then they just do it. It doesn't look like a thing where he, like, flicks a switch on a... On, like he did with Aiden yeah. Christensen earlier, just flicked a switch and the guy was evil. But well, yeah. he was already evil, but there we go. Yeah, so it's just, again, one of those minor little nitpicky things. I'm just like, why does everybody in this film have to be a total imbecile? Fair enough if he's not as powerful as this guy, and so the guy's going to defend himself against it. But my God, give them a chance to at least do some sort of intelligence, some semblance of... You know, uh... yeah. Um, Yoda obviously survives because he's been sensing all of this death and destruction, and he kind of, in By the an way... exuberant fashion, decapitates his two the two <laughs> clones who are about to assassinate him. And it's his um, fault. It's Yoda's fault. But now all of these Jedi are dying, by the way, because he was the ones who went. To, he was the one who went to grab these clones when there was quite clearly something dodgy going on with the fact that they were even a thing why they were around in the first place yeah well that's just another element of guilt to add to yoda's um head i guess so um yoda's helped to escape by um two wookies one's called tarful and the other is of course chewbacca oh my god yeah why not yeah just link everything to be there yeah uh this is a scene where Um, george there's also a scene amongst us where george lucas kills off his own son yeah, so his son has a cameo. <laughs> That's when um, uh, Senator Bail Organa goes to the temple, right? And because uh, he sees there's stuff going on. Escapes um, to what I called the nostalgia ship. Yeah, so, well, that's because <laughs> that is his ship. So he is, um, he, he it's his ship, basically. He is um, Princess Leia's adopted father, right? So yes. it makes sense that it will be his ship. I've got to say, this film does do the nostalgia stuff better than the other prequels there are a few moments there where you kind of think oh that's quite nice i, I quite like this but then you do realize that the reason you like i like this is because it's kind of purely pulling on your nostalgia strings it's i don't not, think there's it's it, not there's not any real nostalgia in the other two films though is there no not really uh, there's a few like kind of random references i guess um well jab of the hut i guess yeah <laughs> yeah, no one cares. They're like, I think the attempts are more clumsy and like no one really cares about them. Yeah, actual, it's all clumsy. Yeah. There's logical reason as to why this ship would appear in this film. So, um. Dead ship, so yeah, so by the way, people. Up... Ship. I did say ship. There was a clear P. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we get the bit where Chancellor is basically revealing to the world that he has now got. Total power. Is that the bit we're at? 
So basically, so I think Anakin goes to see Padme first to basically um, show her that he that he's fine. Yes, yeah, that, that's right. Know, yeah, he's on the side of the charts, and then he likes he like kind of lies to her about like the Jedi plot and all of that. Stuff. So remember, um, with Natalie Portman's character, the first film. I mean, she was quite clearly an idiot in those films, right? But they were trying to make out that she was some great fighting leader great politician excellent so she's gone from that yes she was an idiot along the way believing everything this guy says but she's gone from that to well a supposed great politician to being an absolute gullible fool just taking every word this moron says to her as well i don't know she was though i think she was doubting him a bit because well um, she should have doubted him way earlier though well that is true but um (laughs) As, as I keep saying, this film is better if, if you completely forget about the previous two films. <laughs> so, yeah, so he does that and tells her where he's, he's heading off to, you know, to the volcano planet to, um, you know, destroy the Separatists or whatever. I don't think he tells her what he's going there for, actually. Oh, and, um, I, and among this, among all of this death, by the way, don't forget the guy's just killed loads of children for the second time in this trilogy. But George Lucas feels like it wouldn't be clumsy at all. It would be a great idea at this moment where the war is going absolutely down the pan it's getting to the saddest moments in the film he thinks this is a great time for some for some robot comic relief again with <laughs> with, yeah, with uh, c3po saying and i quote well he is under a lot of stress r2 <laughs> 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 great uh, hilarious robot comic relief is a bit bizarre because i do almost feel like children who this kind of comic relief is aimed at really shouldn't be watching this like oh children under the age of 10 who would find that entertaining so c3po says this line i just want to make a little note of this people now these films were hard to get through i've i've said this several times right this is the point where i took a seven day break from this film i was just done with it like at the moment the moment someone says a comedy line in amongst child death. I thought, right, this is the time where I switch off. Didn't didn't know it was going to last seven days, but there we go. So I look at the timestamp for the second time in this movie, and I see that there is still 50 minutes left of this film. 50! I'm like, but they've done most of the plot. I, I don't understand, but we're going to see why in a second, because... My God, they stretch this out for as long as possible. This is a review. This is a review. Yes, this is a review. That's right. Oh, we're so smooth out of these ad breaks, as I say, and you wouldn't believe it. So, C3PO yeah. just added some comic relief amongst the death and destruction. What's next? Uh, so, I think now we get. Um... The Emperor's uh, giant fascist speech about how he's going to um, reorganize the Republic into a fascist dictatorship. We actually get um, one of uh, one of um, I think it's it's possibly the only good line that um, poor Natalie Portman gets in this entire trilogy, and it's actually a slightly eerie line because 
I can actually, it does kind of ring true as to how this sort of situation would arise in real life. And that is, so this is how liberty dies to thunderous applause, which given current political climates feels oddly relevant. Yes, um, I also noted though, also, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that connection actually. But um, also I noted this woman, right? She's oblivious. In fact, you've skipped a long way ahead looking at my notes, but she she is oblivious to the huge role that she has played through this, basically due to her own sheer so stupidity. If it wasn't for her going and marrying, she's meant to be the peace one, but she, peaceful one, but she married the guy who went on a mass murder spree, right? So you can hardly then go and say, oh, so... This is how everyone dies. Like, no, you can't say that because you've you're married to a murderer. You're like you're 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 complicit in this. You're you're Eva Braun, you know? You're you're the bad guy. Don't even try and give us that like you're the the godsend of humanity here. You're not. You're part of the problem here. So I, at that moment, I just thought, how dare you utter that line, Natalie Portman? How dare you? But as I said, Ian, I think you skipped ahead quite a bit here. We, I was going to say, we go to a scene in Lava Land. Um, there's, there's a load of like, oh, pointless, yeah. pointless political red tape and special Congress sessions, etc. Hayden goes to murder the tadpoles. Meanwhile, during this, this is when Ewan and Yoda go and kill some clones. They're going to the Jedi Temple to kind of divert the message comes afterwards. But yeah, you're right. I, I did skip over that. This, this is the point I was making earlier, isn't it? That it's so, so much little I mean, there's stuff a lot going of... wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, so we have Senator Organa picking up um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and no, no, Yoda. No, no, taking, no. Take it, he on. takes them to the temple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And they and they go there to kind of recalibrate this um, beacon that's been calling the Jedi to return there. So presumably the clones can just ambush them. So Ewan, Ewan and Yoda, they discover, as Ewan says, not even the younglings survived. And to be honest, they don't seem that upset. Like they seem a bit, uh, they seem a bit yeah, down. I think the, but they're like, the oh my god. The dialogue is very clear here, right? So when um, they go to the holo- they when they look at like the the video footage, yeah. um, and and um, and um, Ewan McGregor finds out the horrible truth. His his delivery of like his expression of like shock that he's you know it's supposedly his bestest best friend, right? Mm. And his bestest best friend is it turns out a child murderer. And yeah. His reaction is like I, I can't watch anymore. I don't believe it. It's like. You'd have thought he would show a bit more emotion. He does show more emotion at the very, very end of the yeah. film, which is a bit more do, um, believable. Do you know what it but is? Here, so? it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is where I, I, I doubt they filmed, filmed all of this in chronological order. But I think there must have been a point somewhere where you and McGregor had had it with this film, because I noticed from probably this moment on his acting deteriorated after this the way his lines were delivered yes his lines get worse but he seems less and less bothered about bringing the performance out of them to to be honest so yeah um 
we move on, I guess. So he's murdering the tadpole. There's a there's hilarious sort of no, no, by one of the uh, tadpole people as Hayden maims him. So oh uh, yeah, there's one point where um, Anakin is like murdering these people, and he gets to the last one. For some reason, he pauses and lets the last one like give him like a ten to fifteen second speech before <laughs> then just killing him. It's like why. They lasted so long in these films. They're like the overarching theme. The Viceroy was in this film, for, like in all three of these films. Basically, it was a huge role. It was, he was near us. Yeah. Well, actually, he wasn't. He was nowhere near essential to the plot of this. But so I don't know why he's in so much of the film. Just, just a time-wasting tactic, I guess, to get yeah. to waste more of my time. So Yoda states the obvious Obi Wan that they have to destroy. Um... The two Sith. I just read one of my notes because uh, we were interspersing with the uh, said it seems, and I just I just noticed how I wrote. Meanwhile, everyone seems fine with the new Nazi regime in the Senate. Yeah, just like, they're all exactly. like, "Way, it's great." Well, I mean, but they've Portland always does, been. Yeah, yeah I, guess. I mean, their governmental system has always seemed a bit um, incoherent. They yeah, because everyone in the like, universe is an idiot. Yeah, fascist happy. Yeah, that's this is when Obi Wan visits Padme tells her the harrowing truth that you know anakin you know is a child he kills children and um all and you know turns to the dark side yeah but she's a she's the kind of person that marries a child murderer anyway so yeah we we, we discovered in this film that both luke skywalker's parents are actually evil so whatever i don't think she's evil she's just a bit um you know I don't know. She's well, like, she's either an idiot or she stands she's, by. Him she's she's got no morals. No she's got no morals, has she? Then because she stands by this guy who is a, he's a horrible person. Like she's got terrible judgment, but also like again, as I said, the moment she fell in love with him was the moment he killed a bunch of kids. So <laughs> you know, she's got she's got the moral compass yeah, the of a f-ing sausage. Again, oh, I swore again, I had to bleed that is- out. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this film is better if you have the, the two preceding films because Padme doesn't come across as a moron in that case. <laughs> you know, if you assume that that she hasn't seen Anakin as like a as a like a whiny brat before, I think this is ah. when Padme makes her way to Mustafar and sneaky Obi Wan um, stows aboard. She doesn't tell him where um, Anakin is. So she lands on Mustafar, has um, her chat with Anakin as he once again, you know, in an attempt to like impress her and move her, you know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, can, of... Ian, Ian, sorry. Can you repeat that bit again uh, in a second? Because I just want to rewind to the bit where Ewan tells Natalie about the youngling killings. And once again, she is surprised by this. She is surprised well, that he has I killed mean, the she, younglings. You don't, you don't expect... She wouldn't... Why would she expect her husband to have killed younglings? Because he's I, got I'm previous. Saying, he's got no, 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 previous, no, no. and no, she knows he previous. has previous. No, she assume... knows he does, though. <laughs> she was there. He told her... He told. He wrote in black and white for her to see that he murdered kids. He said to her, I killed all of them, including the women and children. She then fell in love with him and married him. Yeah, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, comes to her and says, oh, yeah, he killed a load of kids, some younglings. She's like, I'm so surprised by this. Why? Why are you surprised? Because you have to consider this film, David, assuming that 
the other two films didn't happen. If you assume the other two films didn't happen, her reaction makes it makes sense because she wouldn't have any reason to think he was capable oh, of that. Oh, oh, so and amongst... You, or, um, actually... Yeah, amongst go Amongst all of this, Ian, amongst all of this, the idiot Ewan McGregor... Remember, I'm not calling the actors idiots, I'm just calling the characters they're playing, but Ewan McGregor, the idiot, right... His, I mean, I said his slow burn idiocy was complete in the last film, I think. But now he only just clocks that the fetus inside of Natalie Porton's belly is in fact belonging to Hayden Christensen. The guy who you dropped off home, who lives with her, who you kind of might have known was together with her. Did you not notice she was pregnant before? And he goes, I mean, the baby is there any was his, that isn't he- it? Is there any evidence that he's even seen her during the previous parts of this film? Because I think Wait, because pretty to... much as soon as they arrived back, um, he was sent off on another mission somewhere else, right? I don't know how long, um, how often he's seen her. Well, it, to me, the way he says the line makes it sound like he knows that she was pregnant, basically having the baby. So, mm. like, any old fool could have put two and two together. <sighs> With that one. Well, didn't know how secret the relationship was, do we? But, so anyway, yeah. So you, know. you were you were talking about them going on their trip to Lava Land. They take a trip to Lava Land. At this point, I noticed why is it with Jedi, right? Obi Wan, Qui Gon, Anakin, Yoda, whoever. Why is it? Why is it they always have to show off and close doors with the Force? Why can't they ever close the door properly, which is with these doors, by pressing a button? Why must they always throw a hand across and just close it that way? What? What? Who are you? What are you trying to prove here? Why must the door always be closed maybe, with the force? Maybe it makes a noise if you press the button. Maybe he has to physically do it to to be more sneaky. Your laziness to me, if you ask me. So yeah, these idiots arrive in Lava Land. Yep. Um. So Anakin greets Padme, obviously. And spouts off all of his um, ridiculous um, oh! <laughs> fascist oh nonsense. God. And for right. the first time ever, Padme actually <laughs> indicates she doesn't agree with it. Yeah, um, yeah, have yeah. More... She, she indicates that. But sorry, I'm getting so angry. These, see, oh, but it's, do you know what? This, this is just like the first film. I didn't realise how angry I was until I started reviewing it. But come on. Right, even before this, she lands on Lava Land, having been told he's done all these despicable things from Ewan McGregor, who for some reason is the only person she actually actually listens to in the world with any sort of reason, right? So Ewan McGregor's told all of this. They go to Lava Land where the evil child murderer is hanging out. So what does she do, Ian? She runs up to him and hugs him. She doesn't immediately start giving him the Spanish Inquisition. No, she hugs him him and even then she says yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't want not... to leave him she knows there's a good person inside him she says this to him it's like no because you know that hasn't worked before you know he's just got worse and worse this is ridiculous um her not giving him the spanish inquisition straight away i think that's i mean there's still probably in her head a, a feeling of um you know you know she's trying to cling on to the fact that what she's heard is not true yeah, um, this is the, the person that, who um, marries him to... after. So you know, she married the kind. She... Yeah, but I, I keep I, saying I, I, she like ignore yeah. the previous films. So, I can't. You know, I can't. It's that's just, just a uh... poor scene. You have to. You have to let go of. I'm, They're I'm all sorry, poor scenes. Otherwise, 
So he force she... chokes her. He force chokes her, right? Isn't yeah, this the well, guy who's the asked... whole reason? The whole reason he's turned bad is to, <laughs> is to, <laughs> is to save her life. And he's choking her to death. Yeah, well, he's just overcome with anger at that point, I guess. Is that's kind oh, of that's, well, that's dumb. It's dumb. Um, she does. We do, do have another example of someone um, explaining their emotions out loud, where she says, "Anakin, you are breaking my heart." <laughs> <laughs> another another doozy. Um, and then we have an extremely long lightsaber battle. Well, Ian, hold those thoughts because we're going to get back to this in the next part. With this being interspersed with the Yoda battle as well and some ridiculous piece of dialogue coming up in the next part as well surprise surprise oh this is a review 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 this is a review 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 okay so you're back with this is a review with me david stone and ian stone on the other side in golders green over there and we have just got to the final lightsaber scenes. And so we've got Ewan McGregor versus Hayden Christensen, Obi-Wan versus Anakin. And we've got Yoda <laughs> versus, what's his face? Um, Ian McDermott, or whatever Ian wants to pronounce Darth his name Sidious. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got like five names. Yeah, he doesn't. He's got like, and yeah, it's all one evil character. So... Anyway, yeah. So... Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you continue with this. I think because we got. I think we should mention that. Yeah, the Yoda battle is about to start as well. Yeah, yeah. So Yoda. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Yoda <laughs> yeah. goes to visit um, Palpatine in his office. Um, I will admit that Yoda taking out the guards very easily did make me laugh a little. Yeah, a little that, bit. that was great. <laughs> that was great. I will give them that. That was good. I will say Sassy Yoda isn't as fun as Sassy Obi Wan. So Sassy Yoda's like, <laughs> if so brave you are. Why leave? <laughs> and he, what else does he say? Um, the most preposterous um, line comes out of Yoda's mouth. So they're about to have the battle. He says, oh, your, your, your time is coming up, Yoda. And Yoda says the most preposterous line, which is, not if anything to do with it, I have. Because he had to say <laughs> everything in the Yoda way. But <laughs> uh... <laughs> at least Yoda's finally showing some personality in these films. It's taken Yoda two and three quarters of a film to show any kind of emotion um so they have a wacky um force battle and then which then becomes a lot an an equally wacky lightsaber battle which as you say is kind of interspersed with this ridiculous like 40 minute long highly choreographed you know it's i mean it's an impressive lightsaber i mean it's impressive in 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 like as an action scene the fight between obi-wan and 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 um and uh, Anakin Skywalker. So if you like that kind of thing, I guess it's great. But I kind of feel it kind of lacked, it lacked well, any emotion. It's like you could have like cut that, you could have cut that um, lightsaber battle so, um, into like the opening scene and like the ending scene of it, and you'd have kind of got the same effect out of it. This lava yeah. land, right? <laughs> Talking of preposterous things, why? Yeah. Who builds a giant factory complex? <laughs> in what appears to be some sort of giant volcano or something this giant like as we see as this battle goes on things are getting destroyed left right and center but that's inevitable isn't it if you build a build a complex in 
this fiery hellhole. Like, whose brilliant idea was it to do that? Yeah, I don't. I was thinking that too. So they like kind of destroy the entire safety system of this planet by just like <laughs> hitting one random computer panel. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, There's so also, don't build like, it there. At one point, at one point when they're floating around on these random like floating uh, platforms above the lava, and I <laughs> once again, Anakin displays his emotions through dialogue and not through actual emotion. When um, Obi Wan says, "Oh, I failed you, Anakin. I failed you," and he says, "Like," he says, "Like Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil," and in Anakin's responses, <laughs> from my point of view, yeah. the Jedi are evil. <laughs> it's just so ham-fisted it's hilarious it's like it's like it's like someone on the script it was written in brackets from his point of view then the jedi are evil it's like it was written like that yeah. like they they read out the emotion they're meant to be displaying or the yeah the the, the camera yeah. shot or whatever you know but again they you are could literally have just said i think the jedi are evil that would have been <laughs> Yeah, but again, it's they weird. are having preposterous lightsaber battle across some pipes for some reason at some point yeah. in a giant lava land where there's a factory built in a lava land. The kind of place where, you know, it's like it's like having a cow milking business in an abattoir. So meanwhile, in the in the Senate chamber, um, Yoda and um, the, the Emperor are throwing, are randomly throwing uh, giant podiums at each other <laughs> um eventually yoda gets beaten and um he falls to the to the ground and then has to escape through like i don't know the the bowels of the building or whatever with bail organa and then sadly um, when he's picked up says failed i have and i have to go into hiding now which made me feel a bit sad poor poor yoda so so Neverland Planet, we kind of get to the end where um, uh -oh. Obi-Wan uh -oh. jumps off onto uh -oh. a slight cliff thing. He has the high ground. Uh-oh. Don't try it. Don't try it, he says. This... You have the iconic meme. Yeah. I have the high ground. Great line. So he chops him in, he chops him in half. Um, Anakin like, falls into the lava, you know, burns nearly to death. Obi-Wan, he's basically saying he hates Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, just in case you haven't clocked it yet just has to explain what has happened to anakin just like he becomes a narrator now saying you were supposed to destroy the shift not join them like yeah great we get that you didn't really have to say that but thanks for narrating yeah. all the same the one thing they do, do here is tie up some of some of like the the random loose ends that connect this i mean the rest of the film is basically them trying to like connect this film to the next one. Oh, so why didn't they up, do this he picks earlier up anakin's lightsaber he picks up well he has to pick up anakin's lightsaber yeah now, but my I mean, god this, they done these earlier. ending scenes um, they go on and like everything that's meant to have happened in the film has well, happened you now. know they go on and on it's all just this is all loose ends they should have tied up hours ago instead i've had to watch two I mean, two hour really? and a half movies yes it's that, all it's that's all not really true because these things had to come at the end of this film surely otherwise that there, there's no film after this like yeah of course he has to turn to the dark side he has to like become darth vader at the end of the film you know of course the kids have to be born at the end of the film that seems to make logical anyway, sense to me yeah but... so let, let's okay. get back let's get back onto the... so yoda is sat meditating whilst neil armstrong and buzz aldrin are watching on on the moon <laughs> it would seem yeah um 
they um, Obi Wan takes um, Padme to the facility, and we have kind of an interspersed moment here where we we simultaneously have um, Padme dying and giving birth, and uh, Hayden Christensen becoming Darth Vader. The Hayden Christensen becoming Darth Vader scene is you know i think it's 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 really good it's it's well it's well done you know it's fine you know he's he's in immense pain it's quite it's quite clever to kind of intersperse it with the childbirth scene so <laughs> you get to that you finally hear he gets the helmet put on it's like you know all, all quite cool and all that you're like oh wow darth vader finally he's been born and now we're going to hear james l jones's voice so the first thing james l jones say <laughs> says is where is padme is she safe i think like that's a bit cringy, but you know it's fine. Let's 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 do our best. It's 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 a very it's a very soulful. It's a very contemplative. James L. Jones. He goes, "Where is Padme? Is she all right?" <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, before this happens, she does actually. Before we get to that famous line, she is actually giving birth. And the little robot midwife, who was the best comic relief robot, in my opinion, in the entire film. Right? <laughs> Not intentionally comic relief. Well, yeah, anyway, well, that, the, the, the robot midwife and the robot doctor, they're like, she seems to have just lost the will to live. So she's, she's, she's lost the will to live because Hayden Christensen's turned evil, right? What about the will to live for your two children that you're giving birth for? They're like, her vital signs are fine. Everything's fine with her. She's just lost the will to live. What a selfish cow! I think, I think the robot was just, like, making something up because they didn't oh, know to, to make To make them feel better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I get you. So then, then anyway, she, she gives birth to the babies. Like, she don't have the will to live, but she's still got the wherewithal to give them names. Great, excellent. Luke and Leia, we know the rest there. And then she has a very unconvincing death. So she gives birth and dies. Meanwhile, Darth Vader's being born. As, as you alluded to, we have some, you know, some fairly right? poor quality James L. Jones lines. But, you know, at least it's James L. Jones. And then he's informed by um, Ian McDermott that in your anger, you have killed her. So maybe that is the actual reason she died. Maybe she actually was, like, suffering internal injuries from that. But who knows? Oh. Um no, and then, well, they must have been useless robot doctors then. Darth Vader gets extremely angry, and I thought, wow, this is actually really effective. This is like him truly becoming like obsessed with the dark side. He's destroying everything. He's getting consumed by his anger. This is like really good. And then he unleashes the first of many Skywalker family knows. <laughs> <laughs> the most hackneyed, inappropriate <laughs> no you've ever heard honestly i thought this was a good scene until the skywalker family know at the very end and it's the first of many notes so i'll be sure to point them out every time they come up (laughs) (laughs) it was to to, to put in another um pointless futurama reference but it is a very much a calculon no (laughs) yes like no yes yes yeah well Um, yes it is that kind of no um, so I think that that's basically the film, isn't it? So then we get well, yeah, few, they, you they, know, they, tidy they, wrap up scenes. They br- bring up the stupid plan of what to do with the kids. So, so yeah, so you have Leia gets to go <laughs> to live in opulent, extreme wealth with, with the rulers of yeah. Alderaan, with um, with, with Oregano and Co. 
Whereas poor Luke has to go to the middle of nowhere to live out his life on a whole dead planet, farming water out of the ground. With his aunt and uncle, whose father owned slaves. <laughs> what a life! <laughs> oh, but yeah, the, the, the edit, the edit work I'm gonna have to do on your uh, dialogue there. This. Okay, so this is a review with Ian Stone and David Stone too. I am the latter of those two names, and we have just finished. My God, we got through it somehow. Well, the only prequel trilogy. <laughs> well, what I meant was the uh, yeah, the prequel trilogy is what we got through. Yeah. And yeah, so I guess to conclude that I must be the biggest idiot of all for actually watching for all of it. <sighs> and that's about it, really, I have to say. Just on a side note, I got to the end of the credit sequence. I was just sitting there writing down notes. And at this point, at the very end of the movie, Disney Plus decided to warn me that this film might not be suitable for those with photosensitive epilepsy. <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> Why would you do it that there? Is bit... <laughs> that is a bit random. And um... I think that sums up my overall. Yeah. I'm sad. Um, this is definitely better than the other two prequels um okay you do kind of have to think of it in isolation i think the other two prequels make it worse i've been in the isolation um, for long enough thank you it's um a fun little action film it's a bit silly the dialogue's still bad um the cgi is not as offensive as you think it's going to be um <laughs> you know it's fine compared to the other two prequels it's cinematic genius but that's not very difficult really um, there are plenty of good scenes in it though and nothing that I found offensive you know, some stuff that's a bit stupid but you know, nothing offensively horrendous unlike Attack of the Clones so that's my views on it really Give us your rating um, This is quite hard um, because I don't think it's good enough for John Reinker's legs I don't think it's it's not as bad as um, The Phantom Menace which I gave um, Don Lewis's lawyer reviewing dodgy power of attorney documents allegedly um so maybe i'll put it in between to be like 2.5 so it's kind of like imagine having one of john reinker's cool legs in one hand and then in the other hand having some power of attorney documents um <laughs> that out of five two and a half out of five so so you've mediocre so, so, so for the trilogy okay. you've got a one a two and a two and a half is essentially what you've given them haven't you yeah Pretty Whereas much. I have the <laughs> what did I call it the the Hayden Christensen special bin of absolute bottom of the barrel garbage films. Am I going to put this in there with it? Because at the end of the day, right, it is the the concluding part of this particular trilogy, and it did suffer some of the tropes that the previous two films did you know the idiocy the nonsensical dialogue the nonsensical plot holes the added 
bonus of a completely confusing flicking from scene to scene scene kind of thing that this film had going on. Am I going to yeah, put that it? That was bad in this one. That was worse in Attack of the Clones. Uh, At least I it was really... flicking between scenes that meant something. I really struggled to follow this one. I really struggled to follow it. So, is it going in that bin? Okay, it's going in that bin. All three wow. of them can rot in that festering pile together. Worst trilogy ever. I'm I'm struggling to think what you would give one star because one star is supposed to be bad. Yeah, I told I'm, you, Ian. I'm, I told you. I'm slightly flabbergasted that you've no, because this is that low. no, no, no. This is be this film yeah, was beyond bad. Am. This was beyond bad. Come on, think about it. If you look at it, you as you said, you had to physically separate this from the other two films to make it make sense. You had to physically do that. So, hang but on. Should, if you don't I'm not physic- going to punish the film for its pre- for the previous film's mistakes. Well, you have to, so. though, because it, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't explain what the previous film's mistakes are and it actually makes up for those, then fine. But it continues the tradition of the terrible, everything terrible well, no, of the other no, films. Nowhere near to the same extent. Well, fine, fine. It might not extent. be... The film itself might not be as bad in that sense, but... If you're looking at it as this is meant to be a continuing narrative, this is meant to be a continuing story, then this film is is still really, 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 really bad because it's still the same nonsensical plot and the lines are still awful. The Jedi, the protagonists are still idiots and in some points are just pure evil in themselves in many ways. One of the people who's meant to be a good guy, which is Luke Skywalker's mum, is quite clearly quite a moronic evil person as well because she doesn't care about her Darth Vader her husband being a serial a serial well she does child killer oh at the end great after she's married him fathered mothered his children all of that but he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be like as far as the film is concerned, he wasn't supposed to be evil until... Oh, great. He wasn't supposed to be, but that's not what I watched. That is not what I watched throughout these entire I mean, you're not going to get me defending... Films. You're not going to get me defending the poor characterization of Anakin Skywalker, of course. But, exactly. Um, no, this film, but, you know... to me, was stupid. So it going in that bin where it belongs with its brother and sister, Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace, locked up. I never, ever want to see any of these three films again oh you'll watch them again why why would what, for, for what possible reason right ian I'm curiosity ian i am i am so sorry for taking this out on you it's it's not your fault we were just doing it to review a show thank you thank you for the lovely suggestions of what to do <laughs> We've got six. Well, we've got six shows out of these three films. That is the one positive thing that I will say. And hopefully, universe out there, you have enjoyed listening. Ian, I think it's time that we go. I think it's time I had a cold shower, and I think it's time we went on to the next review. Say goodbye to the people. Bye, everybody. See you um, in our solo review. The next chronological line of Star Wars films. It continues, everybody. That was a review.